0: Well, we couldn't get him in here last weekend. We had a best of uh, rolling because, well, we're just too damn tired to get out of bed. Statman had a headache from all that tequila he had the week before. Yeah. Exactly. But it's all right. You still got the hangover going, Statman?
1: Uh, no. I mean, it, now it's a headache from the noise this weekend at the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> it overcame uh, the head. That's the, best, that's the best cure for a hangover is go to a racetrack and get the headache from the noise.
0: Well, one dude that might still be hungover from that big win at the brickyard Indianapolis Motor Speedway, we're talking about Grand Am Series, Rolex Series, of course, running on those Continental tires. Good to get him in here. Of course, it's seven days later, about eight days late. Ryan Dial, are you still hungover from that win in 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 Indianapolis?
2: Uh, you don't get hungover till you sober up, right?
0: Yeah. That's
2: <laughs> uh, so I haven't got to that stage yet.
0: Nice, because because a win, at, listen, a win at the Brickyard, that's worth about a seven or eight day drunk, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I, I unfortunately, I can't handle that much anymore. But, uh, no, we, we definitely had a good celebration. And, uh, you know, we didn't do – we all had early flights. It's one of those things where you really want to celebrate, but on the other hand, it's just a long day and you want to go home. And so I, I did my own little uh, celebration once I got home. But, uh, unfortunately, it's kind of back to business this week. You know, it's time to – Head down and go and try and win another one. Well, we need to try and win another four here, but it is definitely uh, one of those ones. I guess on the on the CV, I, I didn't realize how. I mean, obviously, I, I know what the brickyard yard means, but it's so new to sports car that I don't think maybe the sports car drivers really appreciate um, what it is or how it's perceived to other people. But I mean, w- within within a day or so of winning, I realized it was a pretty big deal. So it's a nice one to put up there on uh, on the other ones.
0: So right. talk about the. Tr- Talk about the track itself. You and Alex, would that win, the track itself, were you happy with the track?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's is it the most demanding track in the world? No, is it the most technical? No, but I tell you what, it's bloody hard to, to get a good car run there. And, uh, you know, we, we always seem, with Star Wars, we always seem to have these cars that work really well on the, you know, oval road courses, Daytona, uh, Homestead, we were always strong. Um, and so when we went there, I think we were pretty confident, obviously, from last year. Um, obviously, we had a, a pretty big uh, engine change seven days before the race. So we kind of went into it a little bit with uh, you know some confidence, but also uh, some nervousness on, on what the platform was going to be. But it just seems like we have a good car there. And, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I think, you know, you look back at when Formula 1 went there and the struggles they used to have with the tires. And, and really, I think that we, for two years there, have just been the best car on the Continentals. And uh, I think that our car works well on them. And for some reason, it works well there on them. So we're uh, we're hoping as part of the package for next year we can go back there with the, the same tire.
1: So Ryan Dial, let's let's get to something serious business here. When you lean down to kiss the bricks, aren't they dirty and grimy and and full of dirt? What's that like? Yeah,
2: I've probably kissed worse
1: in my
2: life. <laughs> uh, for me, um, yeah. I, well, we so let's let's forget afterwards. that. Let's
1: let's get <laughs> some of these other yeah. stories here. Let's hear what's worse uh, than kissing the bricks.
2: You know what's funny? When I wasn't yelled down, I'm thinking to myself, I'm a little bit. Uh, people who know me, I, I'm i going to say I'm a germaphobe, but I definitely, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to shake the guy's hand who I just saw walking out to Port of Poly and stuff like that. So I'm a little bit of a clean freak. And so when I'm kind of there on my knees and, you know, they have you kind of staged for a couple of minutes where you're just like looking down at these nasty bricks and just <laughs> yourself. Oh, <man." laughs> Somebody's got to have some hand sanitizer around, but uh, no, I'd, I'd have probably just sat and uh, french kissed him for a while if i had to
0: <laughs> ryan newman said he actually he did do that he tongued the bricks and he said they tasted like bricks so that's what it tasted like to you
2: well i hope he doesn't have any mouth ulcers after that because it's quite coarse down there <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's crazy i so it, do you have all the ti- do you taste the tire rubber now they're continental tires they have to taste good right Well, that's
2: what I was kind of. I honestly, I thought it was going to be a combination of, you know, rubber and gasoline, and then maybe a little bit of diesel in there. I guess now. but uh, surprisingly, they were very clean. I think the Continentals suck all the dirt up from them, so they're (laughs) so sticky. So I think uh, no. It was honestly, I had no idea what to expect, but uh, it was quite pleasant. Maybe that's because we just won the brickyard. Um, I don't know if you'd have finished last if you'd have appreciated kissing them so much, but. Um, yeah, we, we all had a good time doing
0: it. Ryan, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's like, what what a slump buster. That's the ultimate slump buster to uh, kiss the bricks at the brickyard.
0: Ryan? Yes. Yeah, yeah, as Statman said, that is a hell of a slump buster there at Indianapolis to kiss the bricks. And that's after, what, you were, run, of course, running for then switched to BMW right before Indy. Was that a major challenge for you?
2: um yes and no i mean i'm not gonna take the credit for it. it was a major challenge for the team um you know it's it's something we've never done before mid-season uh you know i think there was one year in 2000 and, uh 2007 maybe that we switched after daytona but you know that's when you've got two months and uh you know this one realistically we we were kind of Skeptical about doing it, we had the motor pulled. We had both motors sitting ready, and uh, we basically pulled the trigger seven days before on which one was going to go back in the car, the Ford or the BMW. Um, you know, we we always left the Daimler BMW family on good terms. We've we've never um, you know stopped being friends with them. We, we've never stopped discussing the plans with them, and we've always known this motor was coming um, because it started development back in 2009 and 10. So. You know, we, we knew about this more. Um, so for us, I think it was the little things we were worried about. You know, what we, we knew we had such a good chassis with the Ford. How much was it going to change? It's significantly a lighter more than what the Ford was. Um, and then also the reliability. We weren't worried about the reliability of the power plant. We were worried about the reliability of our install. You know, we, we obviously have to plumb our own lines, and, and nothing on that car is, is, is off the shelf at Riley. Everything was plumb new. So there was a lot of fabrication, and, and actually, I only found this out a couple of days ago. But I guess we were we had some issues, which they told me during the race were just sensors were you know going haywire. But actually, there were issues. We had an oil pressure and a fuel pressure issue from lap one. So it's one of those deals where it could have all ended at any point for us. But um, you know, sometimes I think in racing when when luck goes in your way, it stays on your side, and that was one of those races where I think from the start of it. Uh, we kind of deserve to win, so it was, uh, it was good to all stay together until the end.
1: So what do you say to the people who uh, say that Grand Am pulled the, uh, made it possible by allowing BMW to put this new engine in there and in mid-season, and uh, you had so much more power than everybody else that it wasn't fair?
2: Well, here here's something that's quite interesting. You know, whether, whether, and I'm just going to look at this as a personal site, Whether I've run with a dine from four years ago, uh, a Ford for the past three seasons, and now a BMW, for two years we've challenged for the championship, no matter what package we put in, and it seems like we never really get the credibility from the people we race against, and that's the disappointing part. There's always people complaining that we have more power. We had more power with a Ford, and now we probably have more power with a BMW, but, you know, in all honesty, the Ford... um, was not allowed any updates. The Ford has been frozen for two years. Uh, The Chevrolet has been given immense amount of updates over the past couple of years. You know, they've had different throttle bodies. They've had restrictors on and off. They've had RPM. They had another deal, something... uh, I'm not going to quote it, but there was definitely something else they were given towards the end of last year. So, you know, I I still don't Hmm. think... or I, I know we didn't win because we had the most power. Um, we won because we did the best job. you know. And last year, the championship should not have been won by anybody other than the GM. Too many GM teams made mistakes, and we could actually won the championship. But, you know, it's just people are always going to complain, you know, whether it's FOMO 1 or it's IndyCar or it's Grand Am or ALMS. The people that are finishing second are always going to complain about the people that finish first. And uh, we actually just got a memo out tonight at 9.30 p.m., that uh, they're actually turning the BMW down for the next race so uh, I guess I guess all the complainers got their way and they're going to turn us down so we'll have uh, we'll have great pleasure in uh, beating them at Road America with less Power
0: Ryan Dall joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits Statman Kenny Sargent talking about those Continental tires you're running on and the spec tire you're a big fan of those tires aren't you
2: yeah I mean they work for us and uh, Continental have done everything that was asked for them and uh you know I know it's been it's been tough for them because I was one of the people that criticized them early on and um you know they've turned it around and for the past really for the past year and a half at this point we've had some great tires and some great racing and you know I, that's where I brought up the Indianapolis thing you know you look at the disaster that Formula One had when they ran in Indianapolis because the tires fell apart, and uh you know we double spitted our tires and, and that's why I believe we won the race here you know, we were the best car on tires we could run the same lap time into the second stint, two-thirds of the way through the second stint, as we did on the first lap of those tires, so uh, Continental, they've been a great partner, and uh, I was really excited to hear that they're continuing on with, with the program for next year, and uh, I think they've, they've definitely done a good job on and off the track of uh, kind of pushing us one step further as a series.
0: Ryan, needless to say, you are from Scotland. Where was the first? Where was the first point in your life, and where did you? And, and when and where did you wear your first kilt? I've Ooh. seen pictures, brother.
2: Yeah, I know. There's there's been many occasions. Uh I guess my first one would have probably been in my early teens. I mean for us the the kilt is the equivalent to tuxedo. So any time that you would consider formal wear, whether it was a tuxedo with a bull tie or a tie, um, you know, for us that's you know, the the same equivalent but really, for a Scotsman, any type to party, you were a kill. You know, casual, dressy, soccer match, whatever. It's uh, Soccer match? It's what? Fun. Oh, yeah. Now, if you look at, especially if it's like a national team. So if it's, yeah, Scotland do have a national soccer team. We're not the best, but we do have one. We're passionate. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you see things like that, you'll see, especially if it's, let's say, a Scotland soccer team playing uh, in another part of the world, uh, the Scots will always wear their kilts with their soccer jerseys, football jerseys. I'll get slated for saying soccer.
0: Wow. Ryan Dall, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Grand Am Rolex Series winner, running those Continental tires, wearing a kilt to a soccer match. That's incredible. And your points leader, by the way, with Alex Popow. That's awesome. Damn soccer game, wearing a freaking kilt. That is just Yeah, crazy. man. It's been, a, it's
2: been a good year. I'm not not complaining. Uh, I think it's <laughs> the first time in uh, this point Point in the season that we've ever actually kind of had the lead. We, we've we've had seasons where we've taken the lead maybe earlier in the season, but um, I think as far as four races to go, and yeah. my in my time with Peter Barnes' team, this is by far um, I think the best group of people we've had um, under our tent at one time. Whether it's the driver lineups, the package of the car, the engineers, it, it's really it, we struggled a little bit at the start of the year. We lost some people to
0: Ryan. Him. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. we got to go to break, you happy bastard.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll start up. Say good night. Good night, everybody.
0: Speed Breaks,
1: Motorsports Radio, redefined.